When I was a child, I knew, as children know, that I would have my career in the arts. I grew up in the 1950s in a country town and there was no TV back then. My entertainment consisted of elaborate picture books and gramophone records and the local Saturday matinee. My obsessions were well formed by that time. We children played outdoors, we learned the piano, we had a dressing up box and we played out imaginary adventures which we wrote ourselves. Imagination was the key to having fun and the antidote to boring adult routines. It was a different childhood from the present culture, which is so technically advanced that children's imaginations seem to get bypassed. All through my childhood and adolescence, I wrote stories and made drawings. I also firmly believed I would be very successful because everyone in my family was successful. But I had only the vaguest idea of what success meant to a visual artist. In fact, it is very difficult to measure success in the arts, and often an artist can be very successful in terms of the quality and consistency of the work and be unknown to the general public. Because I won a Commonwealth scholarship to university, which I couldn't really turn down, I decided to do an undergraduate degree majoring in English because I always knew I would be a writer. I thought at that time I'd be writing poetry and novels and maybe some plays, not, as it turned out, technical writing on esoteric subjects and interviews with artists. <laughs> After I graduated university, I spent six years with my first husband, who was a musician, in California in the film business, working on film scripts. And all during that time, I continued to paint and sell my work. And I wrote a slim volume of poetry, which was not published. After that period, we returned to Sydney and divorced, and I gave up painting for five years while I was raising my children as a single parent. I worked a bit in TV, and I made a lot of TV commercials because they paid well, and I did some commercial photography. However, when my children began school, I too went back to school, to art school, and I got my Diploma of Art. I intended to teach art, but I have never enjoyed teaching art. I would always rather be making art. So after I received the diploma, I took the plunge and began painting full-time and exhibiting my work again. I sold consistently, consistently, but I did not make enough money to support the family, so it was a difficult period. So if there is one thing I wish I had been told when I was starting out and one piece of advice I would always give to art students myself, do not ever expect to earn your living from your studio practice. And never judge yourself or your work by this yardstick. There's always a balancing act between survival and being an artist. It may happen that you make big bucks, but don't count on it. There's no point in waiting for the government to fund your studio practice. Do not expect to find a generous husband to pay your bills. I know many successful female artists who find a commercial application for their talent and earn their living as designers or as art teachers or as framers or art restorers. Some artists earn their living outside of the arts, on farms, in real estate or in nursing. And then in their free time, they make art in the studio and exhibit it. When I finally made the decision I would no longer try to earn my living from my art, a huge weight lifted off me. 
I just continued to make art as before, but I stopped being anxious about selling it. I took a succession of jobs to pay the bills, but in compatible businesses such as a bookshop and a photographic art gallery and the university. I learned how to be clever about finding jobs that would not only support my art practice, but increase my network of contacts in the arts. During my time at university, completing my master's and then my doctorate, I was also contributing editor for an art journal, and I helped to organize exhibitions for a professional association of 100 artists. Now that I've completed my degrees, I lecture in art at the university, I edit theses for university students, and I tutor in English. I continue to write my books and to make art. Success in the arts means simply continuing to make work, regardless, and maintaining quality. It's most important to keep your motivation pure and make your work from creative vision. Making art requires focus, discipline, and commitment. If you don't have a studio, work on the kitchen table. When I go into the outback, I work on an A4 artist's pad because I have to carry all my equipment in my backpack. But those small, intense Alaprima works contain the seeds of larger studio works when I get back home. Personally, I find I'm more challenged when I'm exploring several disciplines and reinventing my concepts across different materials. It helps me to keep fresh and not allow boredom into the work. In my career, I've worked in film, in theatre, in TV, in music. I've had maybe 50 or 60 art exhibitions. I've published many journal articles about art. And of course, last year I published the monograph with Rutledge based on my doctoral thesis. I'm working on a second book at the moment and also uh, based on my research. And I've illustrated um, a children's book, which is half finished. I'm always continually excited by the prospect of trying new techniques. And I remain optimistic about commercial success. If you ever read the letter from Leonardo da Vinci to Ludovico Sforza, you will see how da Vinci recommends himself to the Lord by listing in point form the useful military engineering skills he can make available to his prospective employer. Building portable bridges and ladders in time of war. Also, cannon, mortar, catapults, and other manner of useful weaponry. And right down at the bottom of the list, as an afterthought, he talks about art. Also, I can execute sculpture in marble, bronze, and clay. Likewise, in painting, I can do everything possible, as well as any other, whosoever he may be. <laughs> so you see, artists have always had to be resourceful in their survival tactics. It's a balancing act between paying the bills and remaining creative. And the work gets its edginess, its relevance, from that life experience. <laughs>